Welcome to the Bad Pipes Podcast. This is Andrew Weaver, your host with the most and the grossed. And uh, I am Scott Kelly, your other host. The other host with the boast and the prost toast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in pain. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So uh, a lot of stuff on the docket for this week. Uh, We are up to Return of the Jedi for the... Uh, watch through if you know it helps that uh, at least half of our podcast has been actually doing the watch through so that's good we also have a lot of news a lot of uh, rumor mills just fucking churning just fucking churning this past week I don't know anything about that uh, I was busy else? I've been what busy else? for the last few days um, a lot, had a lot going on since Last last week, brother, we're all fucking. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count as doing something. <laughs> okay. Where's the laugh track? Um. Then, uh, I mean, other than that, I think we're just gonna be fucking hanging out and uh, complaining about life, probably. It's actually it's really funny. So, um, very similar to our conversation. Last week, about Star Wars in general. Um, so I was at the, the Kava Bar earlier today. Did a little WFH, which I didn't actually work from home. I worked from the Kava Bar. And they had the uh, the first season of The Mandalorian on. So I got into a conversation with one or two of the guys in there about opinions on The Mandalorian, or at least the new season, uh, which I haven't seen yet. Real quick, uh, uh-huh. how would you describe these guys? On a scale of normie to mouth breather. <laughs> um, pretty normie. Okay. Now, at the same time, like one of the guys I talked to, he seemed like he knew his shit. Like he knew like stuff regarding like, like he had read Legends and like some of the Dark Horse comics and like new stuff in the Expanded Universe. Nods my head. Um... <laughs> Which he said he was a big fan of, but at the same time, his opinion was also that he loved this season of The Mandalorian. He loved this season, current yeah, season of yeah, Mandalorian, yeah. the lowest rated season yeah. of Mandalorian. And I was going to bring that up. Take, we got do you want there. this take? Do you want this take? Uh, he yeah. absolutely hated Andor. That was I, th- so that, he's an idiot. So like, I I didn't get his because like. I, I can't say much because I haven't watched either Bro, of them. Fucking return the monkey, dude. And uh, <laughs> like, no, like. I, uh, after hearing your opinion and then hearing this opinion, I go, you're saying the exact opposite of literally the dude whose opinion on this I respect the most, which is yours. And like, okay. I told him that. Inflate my ego. And I was like. Filate my ego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll <fellatio> your ego. <laughs> um, and no, no, it's funny. So there was another dude who kind of chimed in. He was sitting on the other side of me and he chimed in about how he hated he has a very similar take to yours. He hated the season of the Mandalorian, thought they were spreading things too thin, too many plots, but he did love Andor. Um, so, yeah. And then he was, he, Andor definitely deserves more yeah, love than it's he, done. He also, um, had read like legends and like knew a lot of the expanded universe. Yeah. He, he, you know, looking at the two guys, the dude who's, who had the opposite take of yours definitely looks like a normie. The other dude, you kind of get some like, he's yeah. a fucking nerd vibes from him. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, I uh, 
I feel like I'm such a, I don't know. I, I feel like I fit into a weird niche in, in nerdity and the nerddom where it's like, I'm the kind of nerd who has like a real strong appreciation for the arts. Whereas I feel like a lot of nerds, there are like a good fair number of people who are like, yeah, I really love like art and the creation of art and the process. But then I feel like the vast majority of nerds are like, I don't put deodorant on. I try to go to every convention and I will lap up every drop of gamer girl bath water that I can, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that was the, the dude I was talking to had the opposite take from yours. Um, he did have the, the take of like, oh yeah, they're giving me more Star Wars. I'm going to eat up every bit of it. I love Star Wars. I, I want that. every single bit. I, I, I go, yeah, that. but you're getting absolute shit like quality out of it. And we're just beating White to death this point in the timeline. Knuckle not getting anything new right now. Yeah. So <laughs> that was just a little conversation I had literally before coming here. So, you know, just to wet my pipes, wet these bad pipes. See, and here's the issue, right? Is like, I would have heard that guy say that. And I would have been like, I'm never talking to this guy again. <laughs> like, like that's yeah. me broken individual being like, <laughs> here is my major flaw is I will hear someone's opinion like that and be like, I can't fucking talk to this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'd get along fine enough, but at the end of the day, I'd, I would think he's a knuckle dragging fucking Cro-Magnon. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unevolved individual. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, I mean, he plays he plays Gruel after all. Red plays, green. He plays yeah. He plays Gruel. Uh, yeah, I mean that can be fun. But he's just like a. It's just that's. He's a he's a knuckle dragon beat face kind of guy. Look, here's the thing, right? Uh, mono red, cool, cool guy. Uh, red green, try hard. You're trying to get ramp in there. You're a fucker. And if you're Jake, solo blue. You're a real piece of shit. You're a fucker. I play solo blue for all the listeners yeah, out there. You're a cunt. I play, you're a fucking I play, cunt. I play mono blue. I play mono blue Urza <laughs> commander. Come at me. All right. So I, I kind of wanted to do things a little differently this week just because uh, rather than news and stuff, because that's just going to be us going through like the rumor mill and some other shit. I want to talk about Return of the Jedi first so that we can like get through the good part and then just <laughs> yeah. complain for the rest. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, to keep up with my what awards did this one win, uh, this one only won a single Oscar, and it was the Special Achievement for Visual Effects. It was also nominated for Art Direction, Original Score, and for both sound categories, but it didn't win any of those. So this, uh, it was pointed out on the internet as I was looking this out that this began a long line of Star Wars being nominated for awards and then never winning another, uh, <laughs> never winning another competitive Oscar again. Um, yeah. And in fact, all of Star Wars never won another Academy Award again. So that's the end of that segment, I guess, for these movies. Um, Sounds about right. So... I mean, production value on this one, you can tell, has gone way up. You can tell they made a ton of money on yeah, Empire. Uh, the the entire, honestly, like, as far as it goes for the original trilogy, for some reason, that entire opening 
like the whole like opening arc there with like you know Job the Hut, Palace, and you know Luke coming in wearing the all black and everything. The, the entire Tatooine sequence, for some reason, as a child, like stuck with me. I, I think like as a whole, Empire was always my favorite movie. Well, I was gonna say that, that opening se- that 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 opening. Yeah, arc my there. first note here is the Tatooine sequence was the perfect start to this. That that is my favorite. I think that's like my favorite sequence in in the original trilogy. Empire is still my favorite movie. Well, what's so great about that as the opening to this movie is that it gives you so many small callbacks and it reminds you of all the things that have happened. Yeah. But because there was like years between these movies and like they wanted to remind you of all the things that happened before, right? So you get like Luke gets shot in the hand and mm-hmm. it doesn't really affect him because his hand's robotic now because he lost it in the last movie. Yeah. Uh, him and Leia swing on a rope, which is a callback to the first movie where they are in the Death Star and they swing on a rope. Um, but not only does it show you like where we came from, but it also shows you like where we currently are because, uh, it shows you like how much our heroes have grown through, through this whole process because, um, like Luke is a Jedi Knight. They say like over and over in this, in this first sequence, um, you also see that like he has his lightsaber now and it's green, yep. which is a the big, green saber was yeah huge. This is the first movie where a lightsaber comes out, and in the first scene of the lightsaber coming out, something doesn't get uh their fucking arm cut off. <laughs> yeah. So which which kind of shows you that at this point it was starting to take a turn, right? Like Star Wars is starting to take a turn into being yeah. like more kid friendly. Which yeah. is funny because the movie before this was not trying at all to be like kid friendly. It was just like we're telling the best story we can. And this one you can tell that there was a lot of merchandising type things going on. Well, and this is this is also the first green saber, right? Yeah, this was the first green the saber. First green saber. Like before this we just knew, oh, blue blue and red. Like very like opposite. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, we had we had the yeah, green. I even come have out. a note. When we finally see the lightsaber, the blade is a striking green, a first for the series so far. Yeah. Uh, but that is after the Rancor fight, which is fought without the lightsaber. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because it showed us that Luke, as a Jedi, like a Jedi is more than just a lightsaber. Uh, yeah. He defeats the Rancor entirely through through wit alone. Yep. Um, and then I, for some reason, I took a bunch of notes on... <laughs> <laughs> on green lightsabers. Uh, in the old lore, the blue blade represented uh, guardianship. They were used by, like, Jedi guardians, yeah, which were, like, the more martial class of Jedi knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, green sabers were used by Jedi consulars, individuals closer to the Force with a deeper spiritual connection to the Force. Yeah. Uh, and I think that lore comes from KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, I remember... I remember um that being a part of KOTOR, learning yeah. about it through that. Yeah, because when you get to the point where you're training as a Jedi, they make you pick your crystal. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not a, an absolute scumbag, you don't go into the cave and murder all the eggs and then take all the red crystals and make red lightsabers immediately. <laughs> <coughs> so, uh, that's an interesting thing. I don't know if that lore existed at the time of this movie, though. Uh from a purely film perspective, 
it serves to show that Luke is on a different path from Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, Definitely. God, and man, this movie just has, like, such a wholesome ending. Like, Han and Leia have this, like, nice, healthy relationship. Um, Luke is going to rebuild the Jedi, starting with Leia, because you've had, like, the revelation that Leia is his sister. Yeah. Um, Yoda on his deathbed is, like, confirms it, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he walks out, talks to the force ghost of Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's like, yeah, your intuition serves you well. But then in that same conversation, you have, uh, Oh fuck. What's that quote? I wrote it down. Uh, Luke's like, why'd you tell me that Vader killed my father? And he's like, well, because from a certain point of view, he did like Vader killed Anakin. Right. And I think I, I can't say for certain because I haven't looked into it, but I think this is the origin of all of these fucking brainlets in the fandom being like, uh, well, good versus evil. Yeah, like that's what the story's about. But also, uh, like what was I complaining about last week? Uh, you know, it's just there is no good or evil in this story. It's what side of the line you're on is like what the Mm -hmm. one actor said. I think this is the beginning of that, but it's like taking the quote and so far removing it from context. Right. Because this is like, this is Obi-Wan who at this point has fully decided there is nothing good in Vader anymore. Uh, And straight up he's wrong. Like he's wrong. That's what the whole point of this movie is, is that, He's wrong. Yeah. And it takes Luke going in there with his deeper connection to the force, deeper connection, deeper spiritual connection, uh, over and over again in this movie, it's hinted that there is a very strong spiritual connection between him and Vader. Mm -hmm. And like the culmination of the movie is that Luke redeems his father, right? Like gives him, in his dying moments, an opportunity to come back to the light. And he does. And it doesn't like, it doesn't make him, it doesn't forgive the evil actions he's done. But at the very end, he did bring him back to the side of good. You know? Yeah. Uh, And you always hear these stupid takes online of like, oh, yeah, if he'd lived, you know, he'd, everything would have just been good. It's like the point isn't that whether or not he lived or died, you know, like it's the, the love, the self-sacrifice of the son, you know, Mm -hmm. redeems the father. And like, that's, that's a really, I don't know, like wholesome message, you know, like there's a lot of broken families right now. And I mean, I come from a, broken family. My parents got divorced when I was like three years old. I'm not saying like my dad's evil or nothing, but like that filial love that like, yeah, just a story about love, you know? Yeah. And you just, I don't know. It's, it's hopeful. It's optimistic. But it like it feels good, and I think that ultimately that's what an epic like this should do. You know, 
It's not like a fucking Greek tragedy or something where everyone has to die in the end. <laughs> yeah. No. What's a good one? What other fucking notes do I have here? Yeah, I mean, Luke defeated the Emperor with love. He turns Vader with nothing but an undeserved love. Like, that's my final note, really, from there. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Um, it's no Empire, but it was a good one. It's a good no. way. To, I think it was a good way to wrap it up. No, and actually, in that vein, um, I did write, this is the most, quote, Star Wars of the yeah. old trilogy. Like, I feel like this movie was the, the turning point for Star Wars, where it went from being a series of stories into being, like, a genre piece. So, like, this is the point where Star Star Wars went from being movies to being a genre. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the most Star Wars of the Star Wars. <laughs> um, I mean, this is the point where they start, like, rehashing old things. Second Death Star. New Death Star. Uh... <laughs> Ewoks, merchandising, like it all comes in in this movie, you know. Yeah. Um, but first things first, I thought that the movie was very well paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like the pacing for this one's so good, starting with the the Tatooine sequence, which is like it builds up tension. Then you have the big Sarlacc pick fight. You got them fucking blasting the big gun into the deck and blowing the ship up and choking fucking uh, Jabba out with the chain, and you got Slave Leia, an absolute fucking icon for the series. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who, hasn't Sla- fuck- Slave Leia. Who hasn't jerked it to Slave Leia, all right? <laughs> Don't even talk to fucking 10, 12, 13-year-old me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy beating it. Um... I don't know. Oh, you know what? I did have this like awoken, this awoke a dormant memory of me. I had completely forgotten that there are live action Ewok shows. And uh, I think it was like a movie. It's like Caravan of Courage or something like that. was mm-hmm. the name of it. There's like two of them though. And there's like a human family that's like on indoor, and Warwick Davis reprises his role as w- Wicket, the Ewok. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually gets top billing for the show for reprising his role as Wicket, which is, I mean, very cool of Lucas at the time. Yeah. Um, I remember watching them as a kid, but I have zero fucking memory of the content. And I was kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, if we're doing a, a, a rewatch of all the live action stuff, technically we should watch those. There's only two of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't think we're going to. Uh, maybe I'll watch them on my own sometime and I'll complain about them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're good. I don't know. Maybe they stand up. Uh, I. D- and then remembering those, like, reawoken memories of being in, like, Sam's Club as a kid, walking past the absolutely fucking huge-ass bargain bin movie bins, you know, and, like, seeing them in there all the time. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, following up the greatest sequel of all time was always going to be difficult. And apart from the Ewoks, I think this is a pretty good end to the trilogy. Thematically, it's like a culmination of the good versus evil debate in these movies. Um, yeah. It really shows you what Lucas thought that like good at its best is. It showed you also what like evil at its worst is. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I enjoyed it, clearly. I don't think it was as good as Empire, but, like, how do you follow Empire up, and how do you, like, close out this trilogy? And I think it, I think it does I think that it well. Th- yeah, it did that job. And apart from, I mean, uh, Han Solo. What the heck is his name? <laughs> Who? The actor. Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is on the books in like 19,000 different places being like, I fucking hate Ewoks, you know? And <laughs> just like regularly being like, I, I hate those little furry guys, you know? And I think this is one of the few parts where talking about Star Wars, I think he was right. Uh, Ewoks are terrible. Were the worst part of this movie. I'm not going to say they're terrible because as a kid, they are kind of cool. But the idea that the Emperor has stationed one of his best legions on Endor <laughs> as a trap for the rebels that show up and that they get fucking bamboozled and like a bunch slapstick of teddy bears. around yeah, is is like cartoonish. Uh it's very clearly trying to appeal to like a kid audience, a child audience, you know? Yeah. You yeah, can uh, see that. I don't know. I I feel like as a kid, that whole sequence of like the battle turning for the Ewoks was a lot darker. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I had a memory of the one of the Ewoks like crashing their glider or whatever, and then like getting stepped on by an ATST. <laughs> like I I don't quite remember that. I don't think. I don't. Maybe that's just like. The Maybe it's what you want lover. to happen. <laughs> it's the Empire lover in me, the yeah. guy playing Empire and Legion, who's like, yeah, ATST stomps them fuckers out and then turns the <laughs> blasters on the fleeing ones. Oh man, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I do. I still love this movie. It's it's got like a lot of really great scenes, and I think the story stands up. Yeah, there's always good stuff, but that's good as Empire. But a, a, good, a very good way to close up the trilogy. I do hate a lot of the the digital changes to this one. You, uh, oh yeah, that Hayden too. Christensen instead of the other. Yeah, dude. I, I think we talked about that last time. How I was like, oh yeah, they changed changed that at the very end. Yeah. Um, this was an interesting movie because I didn't realize that Boba Fett gets shot in the back by the dude on the gun on the fucking barge. Oh yeah, that makes him fall into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it fucking which he then have crawled out of. Yeah, stupid. Let him die. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Back in the day, you're like, no, he can't die like that. But then you see the Boba Fett show, and you're like, yeah, I, I kind of wish he had just died there now. <laughs> I, I always said they should have kept him dead. I I I hated I hated the argument to bring him back. I mean, there is some argument that 
you let him live. You let him be like heavily punished by the events that he went through. And then he realizes he needs to turn his life around. And he like goes back and becomes like Mandalore. And, but he like fights for his right to be like leader of the Mandalorians, you know? Yeah. But like the fucking Boba Fett show didn't do that. It was like, I'm going to become, I'm going to become the leader of the, the fucking gangs here. Oh, more sizely. And then uh, I'm going to take my helmet off every chance I can and fill it with coins. And uh, I'm going to fight the good fight and ride this rancor in the battle. <laughs> and they they just fucking assassinated his character. Like, there was nothing cool yeah. about him in the Boba Fett show. Yeah, I, I don't it know. It made me angry. Yeah, they could have done a lot better. They absolutely could have done a lot. Oh, well. But yeah, nope. Uh, Good. Good movie. Just good. Good movie. Yeah, just a solid movie. Yeah. So, rumors? Rumor mill? Rumor mill, mill. yeah. That's what we want to get into? Rumor mill. So, a lot of people have been speculating a lot because of, like, all the videos that came out from Celebration. Mm -hmm. Uh, That Filoni is in. Favreau is out. Ray is in. Pedro is out. Bo-Katan is in. Din Djarin is out. And, uh, I mean, by the time this episode Wait, when you gets said, published... When you said Pedro, Ray, Ray is in, Pedro's out, you meant Pedro Pascal? Yeah, Pedro Pascal. So you mean, you mean Daisy? Greg. It's not, it's spam. I'm getting a spam call. It wasn't my fault. I'm going to leave that in here. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to cut out. Cut it. Cut it out. Nothing. I want to be like, look at this unprofessional guy. Doesn't doesn't watch the movies. Doesn't watch the shows. Rings the phone while he's in here. But, no, see that that was my phone ringing. That was that was the laptop. That was my MacBook, which we're recording on. See, I can't I can't mute my sound because we're recording on the MacBook. So when my phone rings, it rings on here, and then it rings it rings out loud. You know. What the fuck? It's not my fault. What the fuck are you? It was a spam saying? call. All my all my friends and family know not to call me. All right, so at, at, at this time of day on Tuesdays because we're recorded. <laughs> I'm sorry. You say all your friends and family know. What friends? <sighs> I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, I have more friends. Yeah, but uh, I'm the highest rated, uh, number one in verticality for sure. That's my. F- that's the one joke I made for your 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 little girlfriend. You remember that? Remember that? That's the throwback to Friday. I don't. Or don't Thursday. Remember. I don't recall. I'm offended that you don't write down the jokes I make <laughs> so you can remember them on my deathbed. Shit. Yeah. Didn't think about that, did you? Nope. Never. Yeah. Mortality is always coming, buddy. And uh, statistically, I'm more likely to die than you uh, earlier now because I've had seizures. (laughs) (laughs) Shelby gets so mad every time I bring up seizures or I'm like, yep, my whole life is different now because I had a couple seizures. (laughs) 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 It's like you're playing it. You're playing it up. No, I'm not. (laughs) Statistically, I'm going to die earlier than most people. It's fucked up, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Not if I beat you to it first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How? I saw you about to say something. What was that? Nope, nope. Not gonna say it. Right, we, we just move on. We just move on. I'm about to unalive myself okay, out but, here. But as you're saying, Wednesday. as you're saying, so you meant you meant uh, Daisy Daisy Ridley. In Daisy Ridley. Pedro Pascal out. Uh, Daisy Ridley's in because she's you know they're she's making right. this new movie. Right, it's gonna be Fifteen movie. years after the events of the Skywalker saga, um, a bunch of the fucking brainlit outrage chasers online saw some like photoshop picture of her as ray but like pregnant and they were like this is gonna be the worst thing ever and uh it was very like very clearly a fucking fake picture just like manufactured to manufacture outrage uh silly people doing silly takes um that said though i don't know did we talk about that much last episode like, I'm just not excited for another movie with her. Um, I mean, I think we I think we did address it for a little bit, but so I think some more details have come out. But like, I believe they plan on putting Grogu in that movie, Baby Yoda. Interesting. So it should be like her, Baby Yoda, as like maybe teenage Baby Yoda now. Yeah, but. Odd. Yeah, I don't really know what the plan is there. Because, like, they say the Jedi Order is in disarray. It's been 15 fucking years. What Jedi? There are no Jedi. There's Jedi. Rey. The Jedi Order. You're going to tell me, like, Jay... Jay, you're going to tell me that Rey built up the Jedi in 15 years and then some fucking event happens that throws them into disarray. Like Grogu, Grogu was already making a new Jedi order and Grogu found Rey and so now they teamed up and now they got their own Jedi order because Grogu, Grogu already had Rey a crew. Pregnant. Oh, God. And that's... Please, no. That's explored on screen. No, please, no. <laughs> please, no. <laughs> can, we, can we get it like... We, oh, we're talking about we going like Game of Thrones with this? Yeah. Against some like real action. Yeah, some real action. Some weird tentacle some stuff real going on. Action. Ray getting railed. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Little green men exploring them orifices. <laughs> Ew. Disgusting. Busting nuts in them Jedi guts. <laughs> If I ever make a fucking channel trailer, this will be in it. <laughs> you, be like, you you saying off the wall shit and laughing at your own off the wall shit you say? Yeah, it's gonna be like this and me laughing. It's gonna be me going, gotta make some piss from my hospital story. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else. That's a good one. Uh, so yeah. Um, it's just been fucking insane, honestly, the rumor mill. Uh, I saw another video that the whoever made this video compiled every instance of Kathleen Kennedy mentioning uh, Jean Favreau and then played it against every time she mentioned Dave Filoni, right? 
And so the first quote is like, yeah, so uh, John and Dave have been like working on a, and like, that's the extent of the quote. And then the rest of the video is just Kathleen Kennedy going, Dave, 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 she mentioned Favreau one time in all of her interviews for the celebration stuff. Really? Yeah. So that coupled with other videos, because I had pointed this out to Shelby. I was like, yeah, it was really weird because I watched an interview where it's Filoni and Favreau and they're talking about stuff and Favreau is just fucking sitting there. He's like completely checked out. And at one point he says something and then Filoni like chimes in and they like, have a little bit of banter, but then it goes back to Filoni just like answering all the questions basically. And I was like, yeah, it was really weird because Favreau said nothing. And I, I just, to myself was like, was the, why is he even here? Why is, why is he here for this interview? Yeah. Um, it felt pointless for so, him to be there. So Dave in, John out. Dave is in, Favreau is out. That's John, what everyone's saying. John. Yeah. Lonian, Fabro out. Uh, this has met mixed reception online. There are a lot of people who are fans of the, and I'm going to quote here, the Filoni verse. I don't know how I feel about that term. Filoni uh, verse. But Favreau also, in an article recently, said that all of the Disney Star Wars is going to be interconnected. So they aren't making anything that isn't connected to other Disney Star Wars projects, which is really fucking weird because you've got the James Mangold, uh, Mangold, Mangold project, which takes place 25,000 years before everything else. And it's like rise of the Jedi. So you're like, how are they going to, how are they going to tie that into this? Are they going to have the whole movie? And then at the very end be like, and I am Jeff Palpatine. <laughs> and it's like Palpatine <laughs> was the birth of the fucking Jedi Order or something. Yeah. Um, and then which, what what movie was uh, is Taika Waititi doing? Do we even know? Uh, straight up. You have no idea? He just knows like, for rain. Uh, he's apparently writing a script for a but, movie. But so it doesn't matter, but whatever it is, it's going to be connected. That's what we're saying. It will be connected in some way. Stupid. Doesn't need to be. If it's Star Wars, just make it Star Wars. That's, that's what I don't get, man. Is I don't like, need I don't need cameos from all the other characters. Like to connect. They they're chasing the, these like feel good moments or these moments of recognition. So like everyone could be like, oh, did you see like my favorite character made this cameo appearance in this like one offshoot fucking uh, Star Wars series? And it's like, well, who cares? Yeah, I don't need that. Give us good new characters. That's like that's the issue with it, right? Is that it diminishes the entire universe, right? Because you don't have new characters doing new things. You have old characters interacting with old characters. And the whole thing ends up getting this like cinematically incestuous feel where it's like, oh, well now I'm just waiting for the scene where Din Djarin talks to Ray Palpatine. (laughs) And you're like, that scene didn't need to happen. Those two characters never need to meet. And in fact, they shouldn't meet. I'm like, why can't we They're just doing get completely different things? Can we just get old characters meeting old characters and going to blow up some giant, big old planet sized space station? Here's another thing. Fucking cowards. Bring Wicket back. You fucking <laughs> pussies. Bring the fucking Ewoks back. Do it. <laughs> fucking do it. 
Bring the fucking Ewoks back. Yeah. I want a, I want like a Marauder. Oh, a I, just I want a Space Marauder style group of Ewoks that just fly around and get like our space pirates and fuck shit up. dug this memory up. Isn't the planet that they go to on in the Rise of Skywalker or whatever, isn't that indoor? That like pieces of the Death Star have like crashed on and there's like oceans and shit and they meet the fucking... Uh, was it the like X first order stormtroopers? Is that indoor? Uh, this was Rise of Skywalker, yeah, right? Rise of Skywalker. Did they not bring the Ewoks back there? Uh, Fucking cowards! We're looking it up. This is a moment that I will edit out. No, no, no. The de- uh, it was not. It was not indoor. What was it? Uh, it's on. It's Kef beer. K e f b i r. Kef beer. Uh, so you, you say Kef beer or Kef beer? K e f space b i r. B i. I'm gonna look it up here. I'll give you a little. I'll Kef give you a little beer. Wikipedia info off of it. Uh, here, I here's. I don't want it anymore. Uh, Kef beer designated IX3244-C and known as the Ocean Moon of Endor. So it's a moon of Endor. It's not Endor. Oh. So there we go. Okay. Yeah, because they're on the forest moon of Endor for the return of the Jedi. Yeah. This is the Ocean Moon of Endor. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, it was named Kefbeer by the Ewoks. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling it that. Fucking little fuckers. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like... I've been a fan of Star Wars my entire life. And when I heard that all of the Disney projects are going to be interrelated, I experienced a moment of just like, I don't even know what to call it, like existential letdown. (laughs) Existential disappointment. Like, oh, I'm never going to get a good Star Wars again. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. I'm looking forward to the second season of Andor, but only because I know that that's the end of Andor. They're going to let you down. Yeah. They're, they're going to let you down. I don't think so. Because, like, they're the only ones who have written half-decent monologues for characters. Mm. And they don't have characters just, like, wandering through telling you what's, like, in the scene. You know? Like, this is soup that if you had been raised on Mandalore, you probably, you would have pretty much grown up on it. You're like, why are you fucking telling me this? I don't need to know this. No, I, I, I gave up. I've given up. I don't think we're going to get... I don't think we're ever going to get what we want. Can't always get what you want. Especially with Star Wars. Also... <clears throat> Uh, I think the last time 
we talked about this, I had mentioned that they didn't plan on putting out the Filoni-directed culmination of the, the Mandoverse uh, movie until for like six more years. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was a misquote in whatever article or whatever. Uh, they said 2026 is when they plan on that movie coming out, which means it'll probably get pushed back to 2027 just because it seems like that's the way everything happens now is you get your release date and then they push it back a year or two. So I'm, I'm saying 2027. Uh, further rumor mill, uh, everyone was saying that, uh, a lot of the issues with this season of The Mandalorian are rooted in Kathleen Kennedy coming back specifically to Star Wars because she had been gone for a while working on um, the Indiana Jones projects. Uh. And since one of those got canned and the other one's going to be coming out soon, uh, she's pretty much take, like removed from that. And now she's getting pushed back into... Uh, the Star Wars stuff. I'm I, I'm just really curious, like from the get go, like what qualified her to come in and run this? The fact that she served uh, coffee to George Lucas and Steven Spielberg back in the day. Okay, so because she was hanging out with them. Yeah, yeah, she's got producer credits for a lot of the old Indiana Jones movies. She's probably got them in one or two of these Star Wars movies. Uh, she hung out with a lot of them. She's been a producer pretty much this whole time. Here's the thing. A a lot of movies, a lot of shows, producers don't have creative jobs. But for some reason, with a lot of the Star Wars stuff, she's been in the creative rooms. Mm. And a lot of the time, you hear about these directors, like, I think they've got double-digit projects that were announced and then canceled because of, and I'm quoting here, creative differences. And a lot of, like... You look at other studios, that just doesn't fucking happen. They, if they have paid to bring in a big name director, they let the director do what they want to do to make the movie they want to make because you have brought that individual in because in the past they have shown that they're capable individuals. Now, what Lucasfilm in particular has done is they grab people when they're hot, then those people fuck it up and then they drop them. Yeah. Right? So you have the the dude or the two dudes that they brought in to make Solo. They left the project because of, quote, creative differences. And then they had, uh, oh, what's his name? Come in to direct it. Uh, or what? Solo. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, her dad, Ron Howard. Yes. Ron Howard had to come in. He had to reshoot. If I remember correctly, like 60 to 75% of the movie, Mm -hmm. cut it into something totally different because Kathleen Kennedy had said that she wanted three camera angles for every shot so that they could cut the movie however they wanted to cut the movie. Another argument that some people have said is that 
Lucasfilm wants to do that so that they can cut together different versions of the movie to send out to different markets, right? Yeah. So if you want to, you can put all your gay scenes in the American version of the movie. Places like certain countries in the Middle East that have laws saying that you can't show gay stuff in movies, they will make a version that doesn't have the gay stuff and they'll send it to the Middle East. They'll cut versions of the movies that have less uh, black or uh, certain characters and they'll send those versions of the movie to China. So, because, I mean, they've been shown in the past to like minimize black characters on posters for the movie posters for China. Uh, Even movies like Black Panther, which is a fully black cast, with like some minor characters being like white or different races, uh, they will cover up the main actor's face for the movie poster for the China movie poster. <laughs> like, uh, and they don't do that for like the movie poster for any other country, just for China. So yeah, you're saying you're saying they're just from the get go trying to be as mass marketable as possible. They're they're yeah. trying to basically already have preemptively essentially cut and edit the movie to fit whatever. So that's the argument that a lot of people have said is like, if, if a certain demographic isn't liked in certain countries, then they'll cut it out. Or if it's illegal, like it is in certain countries, they'll cut it out. Um, like even as recently as Victoria Alonzo, she claimed that she would not remove a certain scene from like Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania or something because there was like, a, a trans flag or a gay flag or I don't know what it was. Uh, but she said she would not edit it out because it was so hateful or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was so that Disney could actually put the movie out in some Middle Eastern country where it's illegal to have like gay flags or trans flags or show any support for like homosexuality, you know, yeah. uh, which is on the one hand kind of crummy at Disney, you know, on the other hand, like, oh, I forget what the word for it is, but like corporate corporations have a fiduciary necessity. I can't remember what the actual term is, but it's like a corporation has an obligation to make as much money as possible, right? Yeah. And so, well, for the it's like for the that's the stockholders the and the, the board, like, whatever. Yeah. So, like, on the one hand, there's that. On the other hand, it's like, how do you operate? <laughs> Yeah, How do because, you operate ethically? Yeah, because stockholders will try to hold them accountable for like, oh, well, if you're being told to do this, then you can't. No, it is it is shitty that they have to do that. But yeah, at the same so time, like, in an ideal world, I, I think they're forced. You know, to. you give everyone the greatest opportunity to uh, have their fucking rights and privileges uh, not trod on. Uh, that said, there are portions of the world which things are illegal and people aren't liked and they don't function to the same like ethics or morals that we Americans do, you know? Yeah. Um, no, obviously. And I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I'm just saying that like that is a fact. Well, and I, I think even I think even if Disney didn't have the fiduciary duty or have, have a duty to do that, I, I think they would the, still. Is that the proper think, term for that? I think fiduciary it is the fiduciary duty. duty. I think it's where they they essentially, based on like the stockholders and like you know people that are invested in the company, like they have to kind of like do their due diligence to make as much money as possible. However, I think they would do that anyways because they're a corporation. I think they're going to try to make. Although, like yeah. you know, Disney has always been pretty in support of of you know 
uh, gay and trans rights and all that. You know, the, with the yeah. whole with the whole don't yeah, don't say Disney gay thing gay going on in Florida for like a long yeah. time. And yeah. I know well, that like and a lot of people were upset about that, but like in the long run, it doesn't really. Yeah. Well, that was that was the whole don't say gay thing with DeSantis and them (coughs) them fighting each other. And now, like, I I saw some article DeSantis was going to try to build a prison out next to Disney. (laughs) And then, like, someone was like, yeah, let me let me tell you, I guarantee Disney has like all the top, like some top investigators looking for some dirt on DeSantis. He's about to dig himself a grave. I'm just like, yeah, they're just going back and forth fighting over this shit because. And what's funny is, like, it's not even a real fight. It's a fucking mudslinging competition. Like, yeah the worst you're going to do is get some dirt in someone's eye. Yeah. Like DeSantis is just making himself look terrible to moderate voters. Uh, Disney is just looking like a, a tyrant corporation who's trying to like uproot the government in Florida. Like neither one of them look good. I, yeah. <laughs> I I'm not particularly happy about either one but I, I am I'm, happy to see them both just like punching each other i'm just saying i just love the fact that disney got around the the like board by being yeah. like with, with the whole it was the the legislation tied to like the death of the like oh you know why they did that right because like the in perpetuity laws mm-hmm. so like Apparently, I I just watched, who is it, like Legal Eagle or whatever, like today or yesterday put a video out at at the point where this podcast was released. So probably fucking weeks ago because I'm so behind on editing. (laughs) But um, he put a video out that like goes through the whole thing with that where uh, you can't say that like this exists in perpetuity, right? But you can mm-hmm. pick someone who is like currently alive and be like, until the end of their life plus twenty one years. <laughs> and so they picked like <laughs> a fairly noteworthy individual, right? The last living heir of King Charles the Third, uh, plus twenty one years. So it's it's not a hard stop point, but Currently, it's, uh, I mean, I think, I forget who the couple is that, like, lives in America now, Meghan Markle and oh, the uh, other one. Prince Harry. Yeah, so their their youngest child is, like, three years old now, I think. Uh-huh. And so the odds are just that, like, she'll live to be, you know, probably 80. Or how old's her grandmother, her great-grandmother? Ma- Meghan Mar- Markle. The queen, Markle. the queen that died. Oh, Queen Elizabeth? Yeah, how old was she? Fucking Fuck, 120,000 years old? She was, uh, she was old. <laughs> there's a good chance that this is like well, I mean, a 100-year deal <laughs> for them. <laughs> when did she die? She she was... She was uh, fuck. Close to 100. Yeah, I mean, so... She, she, died, she died a couple... She and died, assuming what, that she gets, like, the best medical care in the world and, like, medical care just gets better. Let's say she lives to 100, 121 years, you know, that Google, or not Google, fucking Disney is going to be in charge of the Reedy Creek stuff. 90, 96 years old? 96? Yeah, cause she was born in 1926. Damn. She died in 2022, so yeah. That's crazy. Because my great-grandfather lived to be 93. And to think that a dude who burned fucking plastic in his fireplace every day 
<laughs> lived to be as old as like nearly as old as the Queen of England, uh, who was a Marine and like back in the Damn, day. Damn, you know what? You know? Queen Elizabeth was kind of bad back in the day. Kind of bad, dude. Look at her. She, I don't kind of, know. Kind of bad. Not my taste. Kind of a baddie. Not my taste. You know what? No, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. How? Do, dude, I'm such a fucking. I'm such a dude that if you go like, look at this girl, she's attractive, I will immediately start going, yes, but how does she compare to the other girls that I find attractive? And then I just stop, I stop all fucking cognitive function and go, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl, pretty girl. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Who's the most famous pretty girl? Who's the prettiest famous girl? Lizard brain. What totally else? derailed me. What, what, was what else? Do we, what else do we have? There? I think I think we were pretty much done with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the Reedy Creek stuff is stupid. I'm a lifelong Floridian, born and raised. Uh, I I probably Same. have a longer uh, lineage to call back to with Florida because I know that. I'm related to the Menorcan settlers you of know, St. Augustine. You know DeSantis was like our representative, right? For like here? Yeah. He had an office in Port Orange. I know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he ever used the office though, but he had an office in Port Orange. Yo, Ron DeSantis, if you're listening, fuck you. Yeah. Ron DeSadness, fuck you. <laughs> uh but yeah. Any what what are, what other rumors? So we 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 did we did Floney in, Fevro out, we did uh Ridley in Oh no, Pascal. that's what oh. I was get that's oh. what I was trying to get back to oh, is okay. uh I think that Kathleen Kennedy has been exerting creative pressure on certain shows like The Mandalorian and things like that. And that's uh-huh. why in the middle of the fucking Boba Fett show, you get two Mandalorian episodes that undo the events of the series finale for season two. And, uh, sorry, the season finale for season two. Uh, and that's why season three, you're back where you fucking started with, oh, Mando and Grogu are like traveling around. <laughs> Except he's got to go on some stupid fucking quest to, like, bathe in the waters of Mandalore. And that's why, like, nothing has happened this season because they had to, like, rewrite it at the uh, last minute. Yeah. And uh, I think they plan on doing, like, what, one, maybe two more seasons of Mandalorian before they get to the fucking in-cap movie for this stuff. I just don't know what they plan on doing after that. Are they just going to be done with Star Wars after that? Or are they actually going to start making new shit in Star Wars? Because it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they're going to keep making movies and things for like after the sequel trilogy. Like it sounds like they pivot. They're going to pivot to solely after the sequel trilogy content where they can have characters like Rey be the leading factor instead yeah. of having to be that, like, that's oh, what Luke I'm just saying. Like it just seems like they keep, tr- the they keep trying to stick to the stupid fucking timeline. And I know we've, we, we've beaten, we beat it to death now at this point that we, we just want something different, move out of this timeline, get to us, get us to a different point, or at least just like everything new. I don't want to be sitting here watching and like, you've got to throw in some familiar names and shit. Just like give us all new characters, 
no one familiar, like we don't need any sort of tie-in to this timeline. Just give us some new shit. Star Wars is a good universe. There's good theming. Like it's, just be creative. They're, yeah. they're just not, that, that's what it is. They're not being creative. They're just like they're they're relying on familiar names and faces and familiar well, themes and just yeah, whatever. It's so fucking funny because you remember you remember the fucking interview or whatever with Kathleen Kennedy where she goes, "Yeah, it's really difficult because we have like nothing to build these stories on. We got to write everything like brand new." And you're like, uh, hold up, what? You fucking deleted the extended universe, and then you're like, oh, there's nothing to base these stories on? Yeah, because of you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then, like, she turns around recently, and she's like, yeah, we're lucky because we just have so much content to build these stories on. And you're like, what fucking content? You've got the new shit that you got people writing, which is like, sentient rock navigator, which, like, uh, maybe it's cooler in the book than it is on paper, but, like, uh, no, (laughs) I don't care. Like, you cannot sell me on a fucking rock, okay? Uh, I'm going to beat that that horse to death, okay? (laughs) I fucking hate that. It makes me never want to get into anything having to do with the High Republic series. And I'm a guy who likes books, and I like some pretty pulpy, trashy books sometimes, you know? Like, I like 40K books, all right? And they're just about as, like, lowbrow as you can get. There's no sex in them, but there is what people a lot of the time refer to as just bolter porn, which is like, here's a big fucking battle. This is everything that happens in the battle. Uh, Here's a dude just being heroic and then getting fucking absolutely stomped out by like heretics. Yeah. And it's like something that Disney doesn't understand about star Wars is that like, it's just as cool for a character to live and do something cool as it is for them to die. Right. Which brings me to this most recent episode of the Mandalorian. I know I said, I don't want to do any more (laughs) fucking reviews of like Mandalorian episodes because they just piss me off so much. But this was a conversation I had with you and uh, a few days ago. But um, me, me and my girlfriend. Oh, uh, do you have a girlfriend? I do. <laughs> Gross. Girls kiss boys, and kissing boys is gay. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. What's the what's the old community meme? <laughs> gay. <laughs> um. But. Like, the whole, I I brought up that, like, oh, it's cool to see the Mandalorians acting as, like, an elite fighting unit a few episodes ago. And then, literally, we get to this episode, and there's just, like, two mobs of people fighting, right? Because this is the first part of the two-part series season finale. I don't know why I keep fucking saying series finale. But, so, first part is, you know, uh, oh, spoiler alert. Moff Gideon shows back up. They didn't fucking... Oh, shoot. Uh, it's that boy. Dude. Uh, was, I have so many gripes about this this episode, right? Everything is overacted. The action is, like, boring and dull and contrived. Uh, I'm angry. <laughs> okay. So, you got the Mandalorians who are fighting the fucking, uh, like, Empire jet troopers who now have, like, Beskar armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you got jetpack people fighting jetpack people. The only way you can tell that they're on different teams is you got white boys in armor 
sorry, you got boys in white armor. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got like the multicolored Mandalorian people. Um, and everyone's shooting everyone and like nothing really happens because they're all wearing Beskar armor. And then the Mandalorians win because it's implied that they're better at fighting. But like, you don't see any like significant difference in like tactics or anything. It's just like the Mandalorians win because like you just see scenes of them like throwing the other guys on the ground and then like shooting them. Dude, this is another thing. Star Wars used to be fucking hardcore. Uh, arms would come off. You'd see people getting like blasted and like falling off of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are scenes in this fight of Din throwing like a jet trooper onto the ground and now they're out of scene. And then he like shoots them like four or five times, but you don't see where he shoots them. So like my lizard brain goes, oh, well, he had to have shot him in the fucking throat or something like in one of the gaps in the armor, but like they don't mm-hmm. show you him doing that. So it just looks like every other scene in this fight with like dude gets shot a whole lot and then like falls over, you know? Yeah. Uh, also this, (laughs) I get why they do it, but there's like no scenes of wounded individuals. Like you'll see a Mandalorian get shot and then they get like, they fall over and someone will like pull them behind a rock and it's implied that they lived, you know? but you don't see them as like a wounded individual. It's like, oh, I got knocked over and I just needed help getting back up. You know, you see all these like stormtroopers, they get shot and they're just like laying on the ground. Dead, apparently. Uh, you don't hear like moans of the wounded or nothing, which would be kind of dark they're not for, dead, they're just asleep. for this. They're just asleep. Oh, sh- sleepy boys. Um, But yeah, so it went from like, oh, you get to see them, you know, working as like a squad fighting. And then this episode happens and it's just two mobs of people one mob wins they chase the other one down the hallway they get locked into a room den is locked on the other side of the room uh with like four other dudes those mandalorians get like killed den gets taken prisoner (laughs) carried off screen and then bo katan yells something at moff gideon who has revealed himself and he's there now uh, Moff Gideon is like, oh, Bo-Katan, we must stop meeting like this. Or he says some other fucking stupid <laughs> cliche, and she says, I should She literally says, I should have killed you when I had the chance. How fucking cliche, man. Like, it's just boring to watch. It's boring to hear. And so then... She takes the dark saber, runs to the back of the room, cuts a fucking hole in the back of the room with the dark saber so that everyone can get out. Whenever she could have cut a hole in the front fucking room so that Din didn't get taken prisoner. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to fucking notice that. Like, it's so stupid, man. So then they open the door so that the they, they get the fucking front door open. Moff Gideon escapes. 
Uh, he says that the fucking bombers and shit are going to go blow up the Mandalorian fleet. And everyone's like, no, no. Uh, then uh, Paz Vizsler or whatever the fuck his name is, is like, I got to do my last stand now. And he fucking, with his machine gun, like shoots all the fucking uh, jet trooper boys and they all die because he's just <laughs> like shooting them so much. And uh, the gun gets hot, and he beats them all up, and he throws them off the side. And then three Praetorian guards come out, you know, the fucking dudes from The Last Jedi in the red armor. And uh, there's been, like, oh, the Praetorian guards are here. But all you see is Rey and uh, Kylo Ren fucking mollywomp their asses. Like, yeah. So you see these, like, cool-looking dudes who just get fucking murdered, and there's, like, no point to them. Um, the whole scene is just bullshit. Uh, but these three dudes, they show up, and they they murder uh, Paz Vizsla, who, like, just gets taken down by these three guys. And it's, like, I don't know, to serve to make them cooler in the other show? Like, it was just it's supposed to be this like heartbreaking moment. Cause you're like, no, he has a kid, but like, here's the thing. You could have had that scene, right? But it could have been like, Oh, my son is like 15. Now he's old enough to come on this fucking adventure with us. Uh, and then like his son watches him die. And that becomes like a motivational moment for him. Right. Where it's like you've got this kid who's pissed off and angry and just like bloodthirsty, you know, but you you don't have that now. And you want to know why? why? Because his, his kid was a fucking cameo in the show. His kid is played by Jimmy Kimmel's son. What the fuck? Not a fucking actor, not a kid who's got any hope at actually being a fucking actor. He's played by Jimmy Kimmel's son. So like... Everyone was like, who is this kid? Why is this fucking performance so goddamn flat? Like, it's just bad. Like, it's not a good performance. He's a kid. It's very rare that a child performance is good. But, like, then you hear that and you're like, oh, it's just fucking nepotism. And, like, that's just what this show feels like now. It just feels like the nepotism show. Oh, who's the cameo this episode? It's Jimmy Kimmel's kid. It's Rizzo. It's fucking... (laughs) It's Jack Black, you know, like <laughs> it's Lizzo. It's Lizzo. Oh my God. I said Rizzo again, didn't I? Yep. That's what, yeah, you you did. That's what I was at. laughing at. God damn it. <laughs> I'm broken, dude. You can't make fun of me. I have seizures. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just nepotism, the show. And like, that's what the whole thing feels like. And it feels like the beginning of this show was like, oh, we're trying to make a truly good show. And even their cameo episode for the first season was like mind-blowing cameos, you know? And it was like things that they kind of took a risk on. Like, uh, what's his name? Comedian. Uh, Bill Burr. Like, there's a big group of people that do not like Bill Burr and just claim that he's like a misogynist and a racist, right? with as little ammunition as they have for that, like absolutely baseless claims. Like he's married to a black woman. He, you know, what more, (laughs) what more do you need? He's married to a black woman. I don't think he hates, (laughs) I don't think he hates anyone, but like his character is cool. And him, 
like some people would be like, oh, uh, he's just like some famous comedian. You got a bit part in this. His scene in the second season where he confronts one of the officers from that he used to serve under that like doesn't remember him. Like they're sitting in the like the canteen or whatever of the the Empire base that him and Den have stuck snuck into. And like it's a fucking it's a hard scene, right? Where he's like, Yeah, remember Operation Cinder? Which, by the way, if you don't know what Operation Cinder is, it's the plot of Star Wars Battlefront 2 EA's Star Wars Battlefront 2. And it's it's mind-bogglingly stupid. Uh, long story short, the ghost of the Emperor tells one of his admirals to uh, commence Operation Sender, which is placing these orbital satellites above an imperial world, like a loyally imperial world and to burn it and basically like glass the planet, make it uninhabitable as a, uh, to, to send fear throughout the galaxy. And you're like, that makes no fucking sense. Okay. Like, do you remember the plot of the first star Wars movie blow up Alderaan, which is implied that like, they generally kind of know that there are like rebel sympathizers on Alderaan. Alderaan, sorry. Mm-hmm. So like it makes sense to blow up Alderaan. Imagine if the plot of Star Wars was like Princess Leia watches we blow up this loyally imperial world to spread fear throughout the galaxy. You'd be like, that was fucking stupid. Like, a a planet that's probably supplying you with, like, legion after legion of loyal soldiers? Why would you blow them up? Like, the plot of that fucking game is... I almost used a hard R word there, but... Re-stupid, okay? And then, like... So, it gets kind of addressed in this. In the second season. Bill Burr's character has this, like, touching conversation with this officer. Mm. And then he goes pulls out the blaster, shoots him in the fucking face. And you're like, yeah, that's a cool fucking scene, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's the scene that, uh, that's the scene that Finn should have had at some point in hit the sequel trilogy, but like it never yeah. happens. And also he's like a special forces guy who sent to go, uh, I'm sorry, I'm griping about... I'll, I'll fucking gripe about that later. Finn's character got done so dirty in those movies. But, <laughs> like, the cameos that we did get were very good cameos in the first and second seasons. Yeah. The cameos that we have gotten this time are, like, if it's a good cameo, the plot for that episode is dog shit. Or it's coupled with a very bad cameo. Or, like, a Twitter popular cameo, right? Like Lizzo. Like, everyone loves Jack Black. I don't think anyone was disappointed to see Jack Black, but the fact mm-hmm. that it was coupled with Lizzo did turn a lot of people sour on it. Yeah. Like, that's just fact. I've seen a tons of takes like that on the internet. It's like, Jack Black is fine. Jack Black and Lizzo is too much. Yeah. <sighs> the, like, what... 
why do you think they want these can't like does, it, does this feel like a nepotism thing to you like are these people just like leveraging their connections to get in on the show I, as far as Jimmy Kimmel's kid uh, that's what I was going to say Jimmy Kimmel that's I feel like that that's got to like. be a nepotism because the kid sucks Cameo he's there. flat there's like nothing good about like his ja- performance Jack Black and Lizzo that's a little different I, I get it like especially Jack Black but like I, I don't but know then the epi- but then necessary. the plot for that episode is literally a fucking Scooby Doo plot <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, the cameos kind of pissed me off because it's like, why are we? Why the fuck are we doing this? Yeah, well, that's the thing though, right? Is like, it cameos are should drive hype for the show, right? And they they did for the first season, because uh, the cameo episode is fucking legendary. Like, it's a good plot. It's a prison break plot, which is cool. Uh, yeah. But it's like it's Clancy Brown who is a a fucking legendary voice actor. He's he's the bad dude in the Highlander. Uh like the dude is legendary. And he's playing a Deveronian, which we've never had like a cool depiction of a Deveronian on scene, on screen, apart from like the first he there's a Deveronian in the Cantina scene in A New Hope. Uh then you've got Richard Ayoade playing the voice of the one droid that's in the group. Uh, Richard Ayoade, he's from like the IT crowd. He's a very beloved British comedian. Uh, he's he's actually a very good director as well. He directed a movie called Submarine, which is based on a book. The book and the movie are both very good. Um, you've got uh, the girl that played, I think her name is like, Oh, fuck. I can't remember. She plays Theon Greyjoy's sister, and she is a Twi'lek in that ap- episode. On that episode. And that episode, she's a Twi'lek. My brain is broken, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of the cameos in that episode are great. Oh, the f- the New Republic officer who's, like, piloting the fucking ship is the guy that voices Anakin and it, like a number of other voices in the Clone Wars. Like he's a he's also like a very good legendary voice actor. Like that ep- that episode is like it boggles the mind how many cool fucking cameos there were, right? And the plot of the episode was pretty good. But then like this season it's just been like Nick so good, as they would say in Germany. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Mucho mal. <laughs> uh, much bad. That's Spanish. Do you know any other languages? Nope. Not at all. Me neither. Um, but yeah, I mean... So, like, on the one side, there is an argument to be made for cameo episodes where it's, like, it drives hype. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever, like, the first season was a much more, like, episodic sort of season, uh, this newest season felt fucking disjointed and it felt like there was no through line. Uh, it, it's just fucking disappointing. And you see that in reviews because this is the lowest-rated uh, season of the Mandalorian so far. If you look at the Rotten Tomatoes for this one, uh, I believe the critic score is like 80 something and the fan score is like 53, 54%. So, like, that's 
the people who are watching this season and care enough to review it are not giving it good scores. Like, if half of your fan base who's willing to critique it is going, this is bad, like, that says a lot about the quality of the show. The writing's gone downhill. That's just the fact. And it's fully epitomized in looking through a door that you could have cut through and going, I should have killed you when I had the chance. Like, it's contrived and it's bad. And I'm sorry, but like, I used to really like the show. It took it took a little bit of effort for me to like the show. But like, they won me over. And then this season, they fucking lost me. Yeah. No. Oh, still haven't watched it. Don't know that I will watch it. But hey, the dude at the bar said he really liked it. It was the best one yet. Knuckle dragger. You know what's funny is there's a kid that works with me. uh, 18-year-old, African-American. Just letting you know his demographic. Um, When he's, like, throwing things in the trash, right, he'll, like, ball it up and he'll, like, shoot it like it's basketball. Or today he, he kept... Uh, making like NFL or football references as he was throwing them um, for a little while, instead of saying Kobe, when he was throwing things in the trash, he would go Obi <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd go Kenobi. And uh, then I was like, I think that one's not working for you. Maybe you need to like switch it up, try someone else. And uh Here's what's most disappointing. I said, why don't you say, like, Mace Windu or, like, Windu or something? I mean, because that's, like, the legend, you know? That's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And uh, he went, (laughs) I didn't say, like, that section. I just said, like, why don't you do, like, Mace Windu or something like that? And uh, he went, who's that? (laughs) He went, who's that? And I went, brother. Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson, and then he goes, oh, and I went, oh, my God, dude, you're killing me. <laughs> but then today, uh, he kept whiffing shots, and he's like, uh, maybe I need to say someone different from Star Wars. I can't remember who he was saying at the time. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, why don't you do, like, Lando? And uh, he did. he shot Lando, and then he made it for that one. Then he was like, I need someone that like people don't really know from Star Wars. And I went, How about Cal Scarada? And he went, S- I can't even remember what the fuck. He absolutely butchered it when he tried to say it back to me. And I went, <laughs> No, Cal Scarada. He was a Mandalorian. And I'm I'm pretty sure that's what his name was. And then he tried to like look it up or something. I don't know what he, the fuck he was typing to search it up. Cause I searched it up and I found it immediately. It's not like it's spelled insanely different from how it's sounds. And I, I even told him how to fucking spell it. I was like, Skirata, S-K-I-R-A-T-A. And his first name is Cal, K-A-L, which is interesting because now there's another more famous Star Wars character who's also named Cal, Cal Kestis. He's a Jedi. Uh, Cal Kestis. I'm so fucking ADHD right now. 
Cal Scarata, Mandalorian. He's the dude who uh, he becomes like a father figure to a bunch of clones and things in uh, the Clone Commando book series. Um, and Clan Scarata becomes like a pretty, at least in Legends, was like a pretty well-known Mandalorian clan. Like they got they got referenced in a number of other places. Sure. And you know who will will never see on screen for Disney Star Wars? Cal Scarata. No, never. Bang, shoots my own brain out. Because <laughs> I'm a brain gun, and I'm out here firing brain bullets. That's a... That's something we say about fucking 40K psychers sometimes is they're out here firing off brain bullets. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. So all that to say, uh, oh, you know what? I di- I looked him up on Wikipedia, Cal Scarata, and they had a whole section on his Wikipedia page about adoption and how important adoption was for the Mandalorian cultures. Isn't that fucking crazy? Because I I brought that up for like last episode, I'm pretty sure, where I was like, could it be cool if we shouldn't more this? <laughs> like, it's a major theme in like that book series. And it's mm-hmm. like such a wholesome theme too, to be like, yeah, the, the greatest honor you could do is adopt another human life and take care of them and raise them as your own and love them and give them a good fucking upbringing. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Where's that in my Disney Star Wars? Nowhere. Soulless bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. What else you got? I don't know. I have not been reading anything, but I did just buy a book that I'm interested to get into. Oh. Uh, it's called Fantasties, I believe. It yep. is a book from like the late 1800s, I think. I could be wrong here. Mm. It's written by a dude named Gregor McDonald. <coughs> he was Scottish. You cough again. I, f- I feel like I'm losing my voice. I'm, I'm trying. Brother, you gotta get hype. <laughs> you gotta stop drinking. You gotta stop drinking that shit. You gotta get the hype juice, brother. <laughs> Shut up. I got to edit that out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, hey, no. Jinx. Uh, you owe me a code. Oh. I, I was just going to say, um, uh, Casey might be starting a book club with me. Get me to read. Like you're going to join her little she heard, all-girl book club? No, she has a book club now, and it's it's not going well. So she's ending that, and then we might start one, and then together decide what books we read. Is a couple reading books together really a book club? Well, if we had more people into it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm not even going to read. I'm just going to have her read them to me before I go to bed. I'm just going to have her read me a bedtime That's story. fucking perverse. It's <laughs> fucking mommy child Ugh. role play. Okay, You're yeah, disgusting. you know what? No, You're wait, fucking what? filthy. God, You're a bring disgusting that up. No, fucking you know, pervert. Yeah. F- <laughs> you know what? You just ruined it. <laughs> You just ruined it. Oh, please read to me, mommy. Ooh. 
Ara, ara. No. <laughs> God damn it. saying oh let me fucking finish telling you so apparently gregor mcdonald scottish dude wrote this book back in like late 1800s and it was a pretty big influence on like uh c.s lewis and tolkien as far as like fairy stories kind of go uh so i read that and i went ah you know what i want to hear it then and then like i read the the synopsis or the fucking you know back of book plot thing you know what the fuck is that thing called on the back of the book when they tell you about the book isn't there a word for that <laughs> summary i don't know yeah sure summary uh i read the summary for it and i was like oh this sounds cool uh so i bought it and i'm i'm gonna fucking read through that at some point or listen to it i don't know i feel weird saying read when I mean listen to an audiobook. Yeah, you're reading with your ears. He nods slowly. Yeah, I am reading, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Uh so I guess I guess when I'm done with that i'll probably talk about it on here just to be like this was kind of cool i see the influences for certain things here and there yeah yeah book club though book club with your little girlfriend hmm? maybe i don't know what books would you even be reading hmm? i don't know i'm not sure do you even know any books name one i might i might get her into you know may maybe we'll start doing some like sci-fi some you know some sci-fi stuff Get up in that. She into that? Probably. Probably would be. Hmm. I don't know. What's her? I mean, she, she likes Star Wars. She, she's currently in a book club, right? What yeah, do but they read now? I think she said they were like some sort of thrillers. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not certain. She's she's not having a great time with it. She said the last book sucked. So like YA fantasy series? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't think it is. I have no idea. I have no idea what she's reading. Someone else is gonna hear that and know that it was specifically about them. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably do a book club, but I feel like as a Leo, I'm just such a leader. I'm not a follower, so I'd probably have to be the one like set in the fucking book that we read. <laughs> I'm also a fucking diva, and I don't want to read some boring-ass shit I've never heard of. <laughs> I'm sorry, who wrote this? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, What else? So... This won't be relevant to anyone else who uh, has been listening to our podcast for this long. But I recently made the thumbnail art or the the podcast cover or whatever for for the podcast. Um, 
This honestly, this would be better to talk about if our first episode had not gotten lost to the ether. Uh, which is funny because I think we reference it in a couple of our earlier episodes where we're like, yeah, really interesting. The last episode we were talking about AI and then this episode, uh, I, I talked about, uh, neuromancer, but then because the episode that we talk about AI got fucking deleted via, a circumstance, um, lost to the, to the cyber realm. There's there's just a few references to AI and then uh, it breaks my heart that that episode is gone because I feel like there were some gems in there. And just like the prospect of trying to redo an episode about AI <sighs> would just feel like trying to capture lightning in the bottle again. Lightning <laughs> in a bottle again. Anyway, that. whole point of all that nonsense is that I fucking, I made the art for the, I made the art all me by hand using an AI art creating <laughs> program uh, for, for bad pipes with Andrew Weaver and Scott Kelly. Uh, bad pipes. So whenever these fucking episodes finally start getting published, it'll be with that art on them. And that'll be pretty cool. What do you think of the art? What do you think about the fact that I used AI art after griping so much about AI art? I love it. I will say specifically, I went with one that tried to make like photorealistic art uh, rather than something that would have possibly been like stealing an artist's style. Um, there was intention in that. Uh, I, I didn't want to be like ripping off of someone's style, uh, recompositing people's images of like industrial pipes. I felt like was much less egregious than sticking on like the anime filter or something like that. And having like people's handmade styles that they worked and toiled over being stolen to make a fucking goofy looking busted ass pipe that's like exploding or some other nonsense. I will say it was very difficult to get a picture of a pipe that didn't annoy me out of the AI. So like a lot of the time I was like, Pipe exploding, pipe uh, catastrophic failure, a uh, big fire, pipe shooting flame, pipe shooting fire. <laughs> you know, like all these like different little uh, bits and pieces. What are you doing right now? Who are you uh, texting? I'm not texting anyone. Show me your phone. I'm not texting anyone. Show me your phone. Hands up. Hand check. One second. What the? Anyway, having to put in all these, uh, like, code words to try and get a half-decent bad pipe picture. Yeah. So, originally, when talking about art, I had, we had talked about possibly uh, commissioning an artist, which I think if we ever do, like, merch, we probably will, um, mm-hmm. f- for making, like, 
uh, I think the idea I had mentioned before was like a set of bagpipes with like some goofy looking stuff and them just like looking kind of sad and having like bad pipes on the bagpipes. Um, I didn't even, after trying to just get an industrial pipe <laughs> to not look fucking stupid out of AI, I didn't even want to try doing like bagpipes with it because I figured it just would have come out as some like horrible eldritch abomination. Yeah, I don't know. I, I used a couple different ones. I was like, I was trying to figure out like I don't know, I was trying to think of, like, something clever, like, something, like, cool for, like, more of, like, a logo, like, an artistic logo or something. Yeah. And I was, like, the ones I tried to do, I was trying to do, like, a smoking pipe where the smoke is, like, space or, like, a galaxy or, like, sci-fi themed. Hmm. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I couldn't really, couldn't really generate anything in the, like, three attempts I got before I ran out of credits, <laughs> which was bullshit. <laughs> so. Brother, you got to join one of them discords. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I didn't realize until after I had made the picture that the particular, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're called, filter or whatever. Um, the one I was using was the one that people used to make <laughs> porn with. <laughs> so, uh, like afterwards, I, I noticed that it had a, uh, like an NSFW fucking tag on it and I was like oh this is the one that people use to make porn with (laughs) 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 oh my god dude yeah imagine imagine being so fucking like bored with porn that you're like "Mm, I think I gotta go make go make my own AI boobies (laughs) god (laughs) Hands up in the air. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> go. Oh, man. I hate the fucking term touch grass, but like go outside, man. T- go for a walk. Touch grass. L plus ratio plus touch grass plus stop watching fucking AI generated pornography. God. <sighs> um, I don't have anything else. You got anything? No, I was thinking about maybe posing the question, do you think that (laughs) creating AI pornography is ethical? Is it finally ethical consumption of pornography? (laughs) I hate that. I hate it. I'm not even going to touch that question. (laughs) Nope, nope, me either. Um, Just like you can't even touch the AI porn. The AI, the AI women, the AI boobies, you can't touch them. They're not real. Brother, none of it's real. <laughs> All of this is a simulation. And if Clone Commander... We're all AI. Sorry, if Battlefront 2 from back in the day, 05, taught me anything, brother. <laughs> Just like the simulations. Stimulations. St- 
Watch those wrist rockets. Did you, I'm sorry, did you not play the two, 2005 Star Wars Battlefront? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the meme is I, I say something the clone trooper said, and then you also say something the clone trooper said. I don't remember that. Like, I think I have that kind of memory. Fake fan. It just goes back to what I was saying earlier. Guy doesn't watch the movie for the movie reviews, doesn't watch any of the shows, uh, doesn't keep up with the rumors. Uh, why am I paying you? Wait, I'm getting paid for this? <laughs> Not anymore. Fuck. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, this has been an, uh, another episode of the Bad Pipes podcast. Once again, I am Andrew Weaver, your, your <laughs> a host. And I'm Scott Kelly, the guy who doesn't watch the movies or the shows or do any of the his old assigned homework. <laughs> <laughs> the dead weight strapped across my shoulders that I'm carrying across the dune sea of Tatooine. I'm just here so I don't get fined. He's the what? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just I'm just here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Who's fining you? No. You know, like Marshawn Lynch, he used to go, he used to go, like, he played in the NFL, he would, he, like, you have to go, you have to go to the press conference or you get fined as a player. Are you fucking outing yourself as a a sports game watcher? He used to sit there and then, like, they'd try to ask him questions and he'd just look at the reporters, he'd go, they'd ask him questions, he wouldn't answer, he'd just go, I'm just here so I won't get fined. And every question they asked him, that's how he would respond. And then he wouldn't get fined because he was there at the press conference. Doing, you know, answering the questions to the best of his ability. That's a piece of information I'm going to delete from my brain now. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Deleted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once again, thank you to Kyle for the space thank at you. the Foundry uh, where we record our uh, Thanks, Kyle. podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. See you down at the club. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I guess uh, until next time. Until next time, we're bad pipes and you're piping bad.